Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What with Dan and Julie. Today we have Samantha on, who is a director and producer on a massive YouTube channel. Hi Samantha, how are you? Hi, yes, I'm good, thanks. Yourself? All good. Um, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you're actually doing at the moment? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, as you said, producer, director, um, I work for uh, the Carwow YouTube channel. A lot of people don't know that Carwow is also a website as well as a YouTube channel but I just specify in the channel itself. Um, we make, for those of you who don't know, car reviews. Uh, we do like entertainment videos, like drag races. Yeah, it's kind of like the competition to Top Gear. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched a couple of the videos earlier today, actually. One with a, a Bugatti, I can't pronounce it right, Chiron, Chiron? Chiron, yeah. Yeah, that was mad. <laughs> That is a was it the car. um the fastest car in the world? Yeah, video. yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Oh, Matt's face. Like, I don't think we've ever really done, um, you know, passenger ride videos before. I think this mm-hmm. was one of the first. Um, and we we were also like uh, world exclusive as well. We were the first people to have access to this car, so wow. it was a really really special experience for us. So how did you get into this? Was it a love for cars? Was it a love for movie making? What sort of, how did you land here? Okay, cool. So I won't bore you with like massive details, but um, back when I was a kid, my dad was like really into um, cars. He was a mechanic and we always had like different cars. He would buy and sell cars all the time. And my uncle um, worked in the media industry filming for television he would do documentaries like all over the world and uh, film sports and stuff like that whenever I'd call him to catch up he'd be like oh hi darling I'm just in you know Thailand right now <laughs> filming something and I'd just be like wow that is so cool so yeah. I loved both cars um, and filming yeah I just kind of chased that passion I went to a really rubbish secondary school uh, in a small town in Essex whereabouts in Essex oh in uh, Harwich okay we're yeah. from Essex that's that's why we are <laughs> what you're from Essex City yeah oh really oh no way <laughs> um but yeah sorry Harwich school it was really terrible when I went hopefully it's better now like I had a lot of people kind of stamp on my dreams when I was there it's very small minded town like when you go and tell people like you know you're like this you know 13 year old just like I want to be a camera operator and like go and film cars <laughs> around the world they're just like what you're not yeah. gonna do that uh even the head teacher at the time like on careers day when I was 16 I said I wasn't gonna bore you with the details and here I am no it's good it's um, good yeah so uh yeah my head teacher was just sort of like yeah you'll you'll never you know be able to do that and um, a way to inspire his students yeah yes um but almost it kind of did I mean I had great parents that really pushed me and and said like go to college because I was like you know I'm not going to go to college and then my mum was like yes you are like (laughs) like she'd kind of like not forcefully but in a way that got me thinking about my future you know she would say well do you want to just like work in a shop down the road or do you want to you know go and 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 enjoy and actually grow into this person that you want to be you know like Mm. do the stuff have some ambition yeah exactly so I was like okay I'll go to college then you know and then (laughs) I remember the same 
question came up again like at college like when it was sort of like coming to the end of college where we were all just like had a bit of fun like running around making videos and so honest, was that what was, you were studying at okay, college a videography um, yes. or yes so i studied tv and media production at college and it was really great experience like just being young and you know being able to just run around with a camera because mostly it was like practical because I didn't really want to do much writing stuff I mean yeah I never really got that like why you want to just write about stuff I mean it's for some people but not for me but it was really difficult being actually a woman as well trying to break into two very male dominated industries like Mm -hmm. so obviously the main one being film because at the time like yeah it would be great to marry the cars and film together but at the time it was like right i'm studying tv and media production like just try and break into that world before trying to you know break into the other worlds like cars so yeah it was very difficult because a lot of the 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 class was was men i guess boys at the time (laughs) um yeah they, they all wanted to be camera operators and editors and you know when we'd get into groups to do projects then I would always be the one that's doing the producer work. <laughs> mm. So <laughs> Which, how did you how did yeah. you then get started in in the industry? What was your first sort of role? In my in my career, so fast forwarding past university, my first role in the industry, I was in the automotive car industry that is. So fast forwarding past um a, a low budget feature film I worked on as well uh, oh. for no money, which was just crazy amount of hours i mean Mm. we were doing like 12 hours a day and then driving you know dropping off actors and stuff like that so i was doing like 16 hour days at least like six days a week and was that just to get Um, some experience exactly yeah so it was really really difficult like actually getting um my break is that common for people to come out of university and just do work for free in that Um, sort of field yes it is there's a website called mandy.com and that's where i was literally just like sending out so many applications just and also i can't remember the other one what it's called now but you have to pay a fee and you sign up i guess Um, backtracking a little bit quickly what did you actually study at university Oh, at uni, after college, and my college tutor was like, who was going to uni? I'm like, not me. Um, <laughs> and then the parents had the same chat again. And so, uh, yeah, so I went, I originally applied for the broadcasting degree at Falmouth. And then during the application process, they changed the, the name of the course to digital media. And I am so glad that they did that and recognised <laughs> that broadcasting and or, and do, or doing like tv um studies was becoming obsolete yeah the um, world had changed yes exactly the world was definitely on the change and at the time i was like oh this isn't what i applied for i want to do you know television stuff like my uncle does but i'm glad that they did change it and they changed a lot of the way that we we were studying things so they did more graphics and web design gaming also plethora of you know lots of different things going on there yeah is that it gave me or like you know and everyone else in the class opportunity to try doing like different specialist skills within digital media rather than just doing like 
filming and editing, which was great. And I got to try all these other things, but I still was very much like honed in on like, nope, I definitely want to be a camera operator. (laughs) Were you Um, able to bring any of your car influences into your uni degree? Thinking back, I made a lot of weird stuff (laughs) at (laughs) university. Yeah, if I showed you any of them now, they're all like very inspired by Karl Marx and uh, Sigmund Freud and all of this kind of stuff that they get you to do at uni to kind of be more filmy, you know, like, yeah. The art side Um, of things. Yeah, so, um, yeah, a lot of that stuff was kind of, yeah very weird i mean the particular project i'm thinking of is um like got loads of layers on it and it was just sort of like loads of video layered on top of each other and there's like one scene out of oh god i can't remember the film oh but it's got like i don't know 1950s barbie with like somebody (laughs) doing drugs and just oh yeah it (laughs) sounds uh, very artsy very very weird it's (laughs) very weird but we got a first for that project oh wow um yeah yeah the only first i actually did get yeah i did i graduated uh, with a 2-1 from uni but yeah i never never really did any car stuff at uni as well it was kind of (sighs) this is the weird thing i kind of ended up like doing car stuff definitely my goal to like do something that I love which was the filming and it was just like it would have been great if it was you know filming a passion as well like you know if somebody films football and they enjoy football that kind of thing but because when I as I say with like when I first started like getting into the industry and I was like doing jobs where basically you just work for nothing yeah so it was basically just sending out loads and loads of applications and something that as a manager now, I would not <laughs> recommend anyone to do because <laughs> like employers really want to see something specific targeted to, to them. You know, I really appreciate it now when we have like so many applicants at Carwell, if somebody's, you know, specifically said like, you know, I love Carwell, want to work for you. Like these are my skills, you know, and then you look at, you know, the show reel and, stuff like that as well so yeah back when you know I was younger and applying for all of these jobs it's like I wish I had that knowledge now you know applying for work but uh, so, so what's an average yeah. day in your role like now I mean you're doing these amazing creating these amazing films um, mm. with, with some really cool presenters your and manager some, as well um, amazing cars what are you doing on a day-to-day basis okay so my day-to-day is like really varied from like today even I was doing some scheduling stuff um so sort of like managing deadlines making sure you know the team are going to produce the videos on time which generally we're like really really close to deadline all the time (laughs) because we just like have such short turnarounds so you know we we respond to things really quickly so for example like the Bugatti car for example we'd know that there'd be other journalists that would go after us so we sent somebody out there and then as soon as they're back or on the on the plane on the way home they're editing away um and then I'm there sort of like in the evenings like ready to review like I've got a video to review after this call so yes another part of my job is reviewing videos 
which is great when you have a lot of reviewing to do because then you just literally sit around and watch videos on your phone all day. (laughs) (laughs) Because another reason why I watch them on my phone is because a lot of our audience watch videos on their phone and a lot of them watch it in um, portrait mode as well. So they can comment on the video at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Plus, I've ever done that. (laughs) Yeah, and going from sort of like trading my brain from going like, I want to make something really beautiful, 16 by 9, you know, landscape, you know, like really beautiful drone shots and stuff. And it's just like, people don't really want to see that on YouTube. It's like they want to, you know, be watching on this tiny screen and have like content really fast. So like not an hour long like top gear would you know when you sit down and you watch television yeah. and you're going to sit there you you'd like plan your time you know whether that's your top gear or whether it's your eastenders or whatever you want to watch <laughs> but you know people sit down and they they watch their show whereas with car wow and, and youtube um youtube especially is people just want content so fast and like they just don't have the attention span to sit there for longer I, um, I guess that's really interesting so you were talking about your uncle when it was in sort of uh the older days of, of producing and making television and it was very much long format the beautiful shots and now mm. you're at the forefront of like the social media content and the youtube content that's mm. a really that must be a really interesting space for you to be in yeah really and it's just like it's one of those things where, as I was saying as well, like I kind of ended up like doing the cars and filming because I applied for so many jobs. And then I was going to these um, interviews with like different um, companies, you know, people that weren't specializing filming cars because it's just so, so difficult to get that like first break. And I actually ended up having an, an interview at Dennis Publishing. And again, not going to suggest that anyone does this. I did absolutely no research on the company <laughs> oh, at <no>. all. <laughs> yeah, I turned up, had this uh, an interview with um, my, so she was my manager eventually after she um, accepted me, but Sarah Hunt, um, which I think she's still there, and Lily as well. And they were both, but they're so, they're such strong women. And I went into this interview, I remember just feeling like, so scared because they're just like (laughs) sitting across the table from me like you know Lily's wearing her glasses and um, (laughs) you know I'm just like oh god like they start asking me questions and I felt I felt okay like I know about my skills and stuff I can talk about myself that's fine and then they started asking me about what I thought of the company and I was like oh Uh -oh. god (laughs) (laughs) and little did I know that they were auto expressing car buyer Oh wow! Because um, it was said Dennis Publishing, and it was an editor role as well. Yeah, and it was like a, a two months. I think they had me on like a two months internship or something like that. I was there for like so. Once they said yes, okay, you're hired for the internship for two months. We were working on you know those like old school iMacs, and they're really thick. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah there was like we were on like Final Cut Pro Seven. If anybody knows about it, editing. <laughs> And they sort of like saw my editing skills for like a week. And then they were just like, do you know how to film stuff as well? And I was like, yeah, I can shoot stuff. I I can camera operate. You know, and then I started getting sent out on shoots with Matt Watson. And it was Rebecca Jackson as well at the time they had on Car Buyer. But yeah, I was just like, I remember like, you know, got this internship and I was there and I was like, oh my God, I've done it. 
I was like, <laughs> I've got my dream job. Oh, <laughs> like cars and filming. I was just like, I've done it. I've made it. And then like, I've always kind of had this like, you know, since then, like this kind of passion and drive about me to just like do the best work that I can and always mm. like growing my skills and, and stuff like that. And I guess like kind of fast forwarding to today is just kind of, I've always tried to do a role that's like above mine. So I'll okay. try and, uh, Oh, you, you're constantly trying to achieve, you know, that higher, higher position, do more good, go out your way sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, now I'm at producer director. It's like, hmm, how can I go any higher than director? <laughs> Those, What's w- next? W- when you're in your internship and trying to do more, did you uh, was that realised by your by staff around you? Um, yes, but I feel like um, where I was before, there wasn't much room to actually grow, like my title. And obviously I was very fresh. Um, So I had like a lot of time to kind of give before I could really prove that I was good. And I also like, when I look back now at videos I was making in like 2013 with Matt um, on an old uh, Sony, God, I can't (laughs) even remember what they're called now, but like, like a little Sony Handycam thing, you know, just like, the video quality and obviously my skills like growing over time I had to put in a bit of time in sort of like uh really because I think you can't jump too far like you can't Mm. run before you can walk kind of thing yeah um so a lot of I guess the first couple of years was like really doing well at editing um in Final Cut 7 and then like using that camera that I'd been using for two years really, really well. And then I would start thinking like, right, how can I make this? Like, how can I improve this? They would always send me on these track battles, they call it, with a guy called Owen Mildenhall, who was an ex-race racing driver for Porsche. And that was so much fun because I would just, we'd have this format of like how we shoot things. But each time I would go, I would make it better somehow. So introduce a new bit of equipment. Maybe I'd yeah. use a slider or a jib. I'd also look at our like rivals as well, see what kind of video content they're doing, what it looks like, okay. you know, and try and improve the quality. I never really knew about the analytics side until I moved to Carlisle and Matt Watson, he's not just the presenter of Carlisle. He's the editorial um, director, he managed like all of the content. So when I actually joined Carwell, Matt was sort of essentially directing videos in terms of like their story. And what was quite interesting when I moved to Carwell after Matt was that he introduced his knowledge of um, YouTube analytics. Mm-hmm. So YouTube um analytics give you data like how long people watch your videos for um what gender of people what age you can't obviously see the specific people that are watching your stuff but they can give you like youtube will give you that kind of general data 
of who is watching your videos for how long. So you can um, tailor your where. content. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. So we can see where people are really enjoying watching our stuff. And that was what um, I really appreciated from Matt when, okay. when I joined Carwow after um, we had worked together at Auto Express and, and Car Buyer. Um, so I knew what it was like to work with him and yeah so moved over there and he taught me uh this new stuff which then was that kind of new skill I was like okay great so I can now really rather than just focusing on the video quality because that's all I was doing before I can now actually see what the audience actually likes what they're actually enjoying watching and that's where Matt and I have worked together to create these kind of um formats that we do now on Carwow that just work really well and we're now kind of trying to chase what's the next that's thing good. that's gonna gonna make us you know stand out because there's only so many drag races yeah do. absolutely <laughs> so, so what would be something that you've seen your uh, personality traits that you've seen yourself and others in the uh, the industry around you so when i first started doing this job as a camera operator and editor i was very like i was a very shy and I still think, feel like I'm a shy person, like deep down, I'm sort of like, ooh, you know, like very, <laughs> like, you know, if anybody says anything to me about like, oh, you do really well on the channel, I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, just like really, <laughs> like, just, I don't know. I just never want to feel like um, that I'm big headed or anything. Mm-hmm. So I always like play it down if anyone's like, oh yeah, you know, like number one YouTube channel. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Just going to go hide in the corner now. Um, so there's kind of like still a part of me that's like obviously just like true to who I am. But to become like to get into where I have been now, I've had to be, I've had to become like a different person. To be a manager of, of people, you can't, you can't just be shy and and kind of quiet in the corner you have to you know take charge and um you know especially being manager you have to take on a lot of other people's problems and Mm. you know park your own and 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 deal with those and being quite a young manager as well I mean I, I started um I went into producer role about three years ago and I think in the, the video I posted recently about how I got my job at Carwell, I was doing, I was a camera operator and video editor at Carwell. I'd gone from um, Auto Express to Carwell as the same role. And then as the producer was leaving, I just went to Matt and I was like, I can do that. And he was like, really? <laughs> uh, didn't even think about you doing that role. Cause he'd like taken me, you know aside to have a chat about what we're going to do like you know are we going like you know who are we going to hire like interview da, da, da. and I was like yeah, yeah yeah I can I can do that and that's where I was actually quite appreciative that of all those you know times at college when the men have been like oh well, I'll do the filming and and then I did all the producer work because that's the only experience that I actually had was at college wow. and uni of, of doing anything producery that's good. I mean, that's amazing on you to sort of step yeah. up and say, I'm going to do this. I mean, I don't want to say like fake it until you make it because I did have a bit of experience at uni, but it, it kind of is a bit of believing in yourself and then doing the research and learning along the way and just knowing that you will make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. 
but you do need to push yourself because otherwise you're just always going to stay in that role. Like I could still be in that role now, you know, just filming and editing stuff. Um, you know, but if it, if you don't do something, then you're never going to move forward. Mm. What are some of the biggest positives and opportunities you've had out of the role? So, yeah, when I first started at um, getting sent abroad at work, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And like the motor shows were always like something that um, none of the team wanted to do. So this is back when I was at Auto Express. I think I can't remember. It was it wasn't long that I was there. I was only I'd only been there a couple of months or so. And they were like, oh, okay, you can hold a camera. You go off to Geneva Motor Show wow. and uh, with Matt. And I was just like, this is amazing. I had my backpack with my camera in and <laughs> went over to Geneva. And it was such hard work running around with Matt <laughs> all day. And the thing is as well, he, oh God, Frankfurt was the worst because he would like go and do like mini in one area. And I don't know if you know, but Frankfurt Motor Show is a mile. It's like, I think it's a mile long. People wow. actually get, um driven from one side of the show (laughs) to the other so yeah matt had like planned to review all of these cars but he had a certain order for them but it just meant that like mini was at one end and then aldi was like at the other end and i never got a car trip so i was always like running to like (laughs) go and meet him at at the next stand so oh god but i will say that it was such an amazing opportunity, even though it did, it does wear thin after a while, <laughs> like <laughs> doing the traveling. And now uh, I think I, I went to um, LA and um, China with Matt last year. So we did the um, Shanghai motor show and we also did um, a lot of filming in, in LA as well as filming the LA motor show as well. Um, and it was quite nice because those trips became available and normally like ad DOP would go or something like that. But I think he was on another trip just before the China one. And I was like, I'll go (laughs) (laughs) because they didn't want to send him back to back on, you know, these two big trips. And then obviously the LA one came up as well. And then I was like, I'm going to take that one. So it's quite nice that I can kind of choose to flip back into like that other role now. Yeah. Um, because I've still got those skills and it's quite nice to like be multi-skilled and not just be in one like niche role and that's also I guess the difference with if you work on a film set or in television for example you go into that role and then generally you like stay in that role and you become really good at it I never thought of myself as becoming a producer director it's just kind of I've just got here but people, when they're like studying, whatever, they're just like, I want to be a producer or I want to be a director. And then they go into that role and they stay in that role like for life and they become really good at it. <laughs> but yeah, that's what's kind of been quite nice about YouTube work because it's just so varied and you have to be multi-skilled in, a, in an industry that requires, I guess, like one person to do so many different things. um like because it's just cheaper (laughs) like it doesn't youtube doesn't pay the same as what television does but uh i think we will get there eventually when that mentality shifts you know the generation is is changing like i mean i don't even have a tv license i don't watch tv anymore yeah i don't watch Um, tv yeah like everybody's getting their content 
like online, even with yeah, like BBC iPlayer is a thing, but I don't watch anything on there. There's no, there's no television like shows that I'm actually interested in on TV. You know, everyone's on Amazon Prime or yeah. Netflix or something like that instead. Absolutely. And what would be some of the less favourable or negative aspects of the uh, the career? The hours are very difficult, but I suppose they're not no, set, are they? There's no. They are. They kind oh. of are. Like where uh, both of the companies I've worked in, so um, at Dennis Publishing and uh, at Carwell, like they are like a big business, and they have like other aspects of the business. As I said, Carwell's a website as well and auto express car buyer they're a magazine they had loads of other magazines they're a really big company so they have their like contracts basically and i'm contracted technically at carwell to work 9 a.m until 5 30 p.m but that just doesn't lend itself well to to our type of work like we wouldn't be able to fly somewhere and work a 9 till 5 30 doing a motor show yeah, because absolutely. it's yeah, so we, we just kind of work it differently where we we will work long hours and we will put in the time, but we'll take a day off the next day or something like that. And then we can sit back, you know, looking at our achievement. Like, <laughs> yeah, look at those viewing figures happening. <laughs> um, so, so we, we like yeah. to talk a, a little bit about um, sort of uh, what people could expect averagely um, income-wise uh, when they're, once they're in the career. So we did a bit of research and found a few figures um so just let us know if they sort of resonate with you so mm. average income for sort of director and producer you're looking it really did range between uh 30 upwards to sort of 50,000 uh, does mm. that sort of sound right in your experience and and people that work in the industry yeah i mean when i first started as a camera operator which i think most people going into um uh, wanting to go into like director role for example they'll start off on a very very low wage um as i say working for nothing is definitely going to happen um like work experience they'll kind of label it as sort of like as assistant director um so i actually started off as a runner um okay oh my brother does that actually yeah uh, he's a runner at the yeah. moment yes yes so yeah generally runners they're just like you know, there for the experience. And it is absolutely amazing. I, I don't regret like doing the work that I did for nothing. I worked on, as I said, a low budget feature film and the experience that I got being on set and look, watching the DOP, watching the director, watching the producers work and started off as a runner and actually progressed up to third assistant director. I went from runner to head runner to third AD in like the the two months that I was working with them. Wow. And uh, so I really did like loads of different kind of roles as third AD. I was like, I'd work with the producers, I'd get cups of tea, <laughs> uh, manage schedules a bit, manage people on set, swing a light over the top of a truck <laughs> to make it look like there was a, this was actually something that was really cool. So to make it look like basically there was this truck in a studio to make it look like they were going underneath you know like street lamps like yeah. mm -hmm. kind of orangey street lamps mm. they'd put this light hanging down sort of on this pole over the top of uh the truck and basically you swing 
the pole over the the top of the truck with loads yeah. of people shaking it to make it look like it's, it's moving. Wow! And uh, somebody turning the light on and off. Very cool. Um, as it goes across, and it was just like that is really cool. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, sort of going back to your original question in terms of salary. <laughs> so yeah, you'll start off working for nothing. That's a given. Um, to get experience basically um, that will then get you into your next job um, starting salary back in 2012 2013 yeah it was about late 2012 I mean I started on like 18,000 pounds mm-hmm. it was really really difficult to live in London on 18,000 oh, wow you lived in London pounds. on 18 wow that must be yeah. so hard yeah, eighteen thousand pounds wow. a year. Yeah, yeah, it was very difficult. Like literally, all of my money went on rent mm. and eating. <laughs> that was yeah. it. Was I it felt pot like I was still a student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so so difficult. So it's hard to get your first break. Then it's hard to get like actually live, you know, in London and and work there. I think actually as well, I used my uh, boyfriend at the Times uh, address. Uh, instead of my Essex address to I don't know if I'm doing something wrong here Um, (laughs) but I was kind of like I was kind of like living at his but not um, but yeah I used his address because generally like London employers want to see a London postcode because they want to know that you'll easily be able to travel to work so that's really important if you're going for a job in an area employers are going to look for how far is it going to take you to travel or if you say you're going to move then that's fine but generally like as employees are going to look through they're going to be looking at that um and then um in terms of what you can earn as a director i mean i don't know what you've been looking at um there to get those figures but i would imagine that it could be much more than that if you became like steven spielberg for example yeah uh (laughs) on a film i have no idea what that man earns but i'm sure (laughs) a lot um as a as a sort of like the 30 to 50 mark i would say that's that's probably you're looking at a good 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 region there for a camera camera operator or dop that's the kind of rate they would charge so um yeah you'd probably go a bit more for a producer director so what would be something that's not in the job description that you maybe have to deal with every now and then Oh, not in the job description. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, I guess um, editing isn't in my job description. Neither is um, camera operating. Oh, no. Some, or some of the more quirky things that you don't... Quirky. Maybe it's dealing with the people or dealing with the travel. Oh, God. I'm really having to kind of dig in my brain here because as a, <laughs> as a producer like when you're producing something and, and, and bringing everything together, like organizing things, calling people, emailing, uh, then it's kind of, it just, anything goes like since yeah, okay. being a runner, you know, literally you do anything that is required to mm. make the shoot happen. I guess we did actually have recently, I wasn't actually produced like producing, like organizing this shoot in particular, cause we actually have a, a producer on the team as well to kind of take away the strain of just me having to organize everything um so there's this um uh rally guys uh championship guys that's like quite high profile they wanted to bring 
a helicopter to the shoot and we're just I remember hearing about it the day before the shoot and it was like it was quite late the producer said to me oh these guys are turning up in a helicopter da, da, da. like you know is that fine and I was like uh yeah I guess so just make sure everyone <laughs> like knows where they're gonna land and like add it to the risk assessment basically and it was just like so extra just like really do you really need to arrive mm. in a helicopter <laughs> um Yanni from um I don't know if you guys know of Yanni. Yes, um, yeah, he he does up the cars, right? Yeah, he wraps yes, cars, and yeah. uh, he's got like a show on Dave and stuff. And uh, he was there, and he's you know a wealthy man, and he's never like flashy with how he. T- I mean, he does turn up in Lamborghinis quite a lot, um, <laughs> but that's only because we ask him to. But never has he turned up in a helicopter. I just remember his face when they were arriving the other day on the shoot, and just like. Oh, really? <laughs> just like, who's coming in a helicopter? Like, it's just like, why are you getting ideas? And it's just like, oh no, it's extra, isn't it? <laughs> so, what were you looking to sort of progress into in the future? You obviously you're very happy at Carwell, and you're making these amazing, amazing sort of drag races and things. You talked a little bit about earlier. You want to grow the content. What are you sort of looking to do in the future? Um. It's really interesting because, like, I kind this happens to me all the time where I kind of like, like I said earlier, when I reached, um, I was working um, at Dennis Publishing and I was like, oh, I've reached my dream job, you yeah. know, and then like, <laughs> I'm just like, yay, you know, and then like an opportunity comes up and I'm just like, oh, get that and then do it. And then I it's just kind of like, it's hard to plan spontaneity. Yeah. Like, and I am just a very spontaneous person. And when something comes up that I'm like, I'm pretty much always, you know, yes, like within reason, you know, as long as I'm happy to do it. It's like if Matt called me up and was like, oh, Sam, do you want to go to, you know, China tomorrow? I'd be like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> you know, and just like think about the details later. Yeah. Um, I guess that's like an attitude that's really helped me along my career is kind of like, say yes and then ask questions later um <laughs> obviously do like consider your yes answer before <laughs> like you know it does depend on what the question is yeah i would say that's why i don't really know always where i'm going to be or where i want to be but i don't kind of put too much pressure on myself on being like i'm going to be at a certain place because goals can change and certainly like being flexible as like saying like, oh, I definitely want to be a camera operator and then going, oh, actually, there's an opportunity for producer. I'll do that, you know, and just do something new, which is challenging and, and, and just fun, really. Very hard, very, very hard work, especially when you don't really know <laughs> what you're doing. But uh, yeah, it's just sort of like, again, just believing in yourself, doing your research, like, you know, and, and grow your skills like along the way i mean you're only going to get sacked aren't you what's the worst that can happen um, <laughs> true. you know if you don't do it well enough then you know what's the worst that can happen just do another job awesome. so uh yeah would you uh still go into the industry knowing all you know now would i still go into the industry yeah would you do it all again 100 percent. definitely absolutely love where i am now i love my job back when 
you know, I was on no money. I really like people would always say to you, like, do what you love. The money will come later. And, you know, fortunately for me, it has done. But at the time, I really, you know, didn't think so. But I was just doing it because I really loved it. And even though I was having to, you know, being I lived in house share in London for such a long time, like barely being able to afford to live for like for like years, like literally five, six, six years, I would say of my professional career, you know, I was living in house shares and, you know, in a room <laughs> shared with loads of other people like in the house and managing like, you know, that kind of living style and trying to have, you know, work and social. And it's like, it's really difficult, especially being in London when everything is so expensive, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would definitely do it all over again and exactly the same way as well thank you so much for coming on i've really enjoyed chatting to you and learning all about your uh, your your film career and, and cars and everything so thank you for coming on no worries thanks for having me thank you so much uh, where can people find you on uh, social media and youtube <laughs> so my social media is pixel girl cars and youtube uh, is the same name but generally you'll find me in the drag races doing three, two, one on the main car channel. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank Thanks so much, so much Samantha. On. Cheers. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.